Hi there. You're listening to the Paralegals on Fire podcast show, where you'll be getting tips and actionable strategies that you can use right now to fast track your paralegal career. I'm your host, Ann Pearson, former paralegal and paralegal manager who left big law in the concrete jungle to start my own company, the Paralegal Bootcamp, where we give online courses that help paralegals make more money, increase their job security, and cut out the learning curve. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. Before I jump into this week's episode, I have a couple of announcements. First, do you have the new ebook that I put out a couple weeks ago? It's actually more of a strategic guidebook, but it's an electronic PDF form, so it's kind of an ebook. It's called The Three Strategies Guidebook for New Litigation Paralegals. In it, I show you why it does not take a decade to be a rock star litigation paralegal and steps that you can take to change that. And an important mindset shift that you need to make now. Essentially, the key areas to focus on now if you want to shorten the learning curve. You can get a copy of it at paralegal-bootcamp.com forward slash strategies. Second, I want to announce that I'm going to take a couple of weeks off the podcast. We have the Labor Day holiday coming up, and I'd normally skip that episode because of the holiday, but I'm also going to skip the week before that too, next week, mostly because I'm sick (laughs) and my voice needs to rest. Hopefully the meds that I took this morning have kicked in enough where I don't sound too bad in this episode, but I really want to get this one out to you this week because even though I'm calling it, do you need a time audit? It's actually answering some more of your ask me anything questions. So let me jump in. The first question comes from SW, but in reading a few of the other questions, it sounded like this would help them too. And it's more of a common theme of overwhelm and time management, burnout. All right, so SW's question was, how do you help your boss see that you are overwhelmed slash burning out with supporting eight attorneys while being the only full-time paralegal slash receptionist and them bringing in interns less than three months in the office or high school students once a week that you have to train that those are not the solution? What are practical ideas for time management other than working 10 to 12 hours a day to meet the multiple deadlines and focus on the legal demands while being interrupted constantly since I don't have my own office and have to answer every call. Wow. (laughs) All right, SW. I think it's really important for you to have the data. What data? Well, how much time per day are you interrupted to answer those calls? Track it for an entire week. Since you called yourself the only full-time paralegal slash receptionist, I assume that means part of your job responsibilities include receptionists answering those calls. So start there. For one week, I want you to track every single thing that you do throughout the day. Now, you're not necessarily sharing that with the attorney yet because I want you to honestly track every single thing you do. 
Did you just grab your phone and give Facebook a quick scroll? Write it down. Did you go into the break room to grab some coffee and end up chatting with someone about how your weekend was? Write it down. Are you showing that intern how to do filing and some other tasks and you just spend an hour doing that? Write it down. Log it. When the phone rings and you're on the phone with a potential new client, write it down and what the phone call was. Write it all down. Use six-minute increments if you can. Even if you're someone who doesn't have a billable hour quota, it's good to track your time in six-minute increments because it's easy as a point one. So every six minutes is a point one. Why do this for a week? Because you can't just go to the attorney and say, I'm overwhelmed and stressed and I don't have time to answer the phones anymore. You want to first look at that data privately at the end of the week and ask yourself, what percentage of my day is spent on personal distractions and non-work stuff? Like calls from the kids' school, your significant other, a text from a friend about dinner this weekend. If at the end of the week you look and see that 90% or more of your workday is spent on actual work-related activities, that's a good number. And that's what you want to share with the attorney. You start the conversation with, I've been feeling really overwhelmed. And so I went ahead and started tracking my day for an entire week to see where my time was going and what I could do to help with the overwhelm, what I could do better. And it turns out after tracking that, here's what I found. And give them the data. Give them the facts. Now, if you've done that tracking and for a week you come up with a number that's less than 80%, first, try to clean up your time spent on personal stuff. Get the number to at least 85 to 90% and then track for another week. When it's at 85 to 90%, how much of that time is spent on your paralegal duties and meeting deadlines versus how much is spent on phone calls and receptionist duties? Let's say when you get to that point, your calculations show that out of an eight-hour workday, if you're at around 90% overall productivity, that means you're doing actual work around seven hours of those eight hours. If you had those four hours added back in from work that you're spending on receptionist duties, what other paralegal work could you get done that's not getting done? That's the data you want to be able to approach the attorney with. Would you be spending that time moving cases forward more quickly so that the firm could get it to settlement dollars and get money in the door, more revenue? Or if you are billing client files and you're billing by the hour, would you be able to bring in X amount more revenue based on those four hours that you could put in towards paralegal duties? I want you to have a written plan on what you could accomplish if you didn't have all of these other distractions from the phone and um, training people who aren't really staying with the firm. Also, when you're talking to the attorney about a plan, offer that there's a better solution than having a high school student or an intern come in, that maybe you could start with hiring a part-time receptionist. When you were tracking your time, go back and look and see when the majority of the phone calls were coming in. Let's say the phone is busiest from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. 
it's a lot easier to hire a part-time receptionist than another full-time paralegal. And if you approached the hiring correctly and you hired someone who's going to school to get their paralegal degree, then when you want to add hours to that person's schedule, you could make them a full-time receptionist and have them doing some paralegal work when the phones are slow. There's just so much opportunity there. But approach it first as part-time receptionist. And approach it as a growth plan for the firm. As we grow, here's a way that we would be able to take on more clients and bring in more revenue for the firm. In order to have a written plan, though, you need to start with an honest evaluation on what you're currently spending your time on. So start there before you ever have the conversation with the attorney. I know you're in a rush to solve it right now, but but believe me, they will react a lot better when you present them with data and facts. I hope that helps you, SW. I think that this answer also applies to these other two questions that came in. One was from Nicole and one was from Haley. But let me go back and I'll read them to you. So the first question, this was Nicole, I believe. I'm a second-year paralegal working in a civil litigation division. I often find myself being pulled in so many different directions and have difficulty focusing on the task at hand. I'm still learning how to properly prioritize tasks. I feel I'm so far behind the curve of what I should be. I lost a ton of time due to health reasons in the beginning of my career. I also started out as a legal secretary. Any advice or tips? I adore your podcast. Thank you so very much. Well, you're welcome, Nicole. So yeah, Nicole, I would say that the answer would be the same. Go when you're overwhelmed and you're trying to prioritize tasks, let's first figure out and make sure that you're getting the most use and the most productivity out of your day. And, you know, if the other problem was you know, you're finding difficulty focusing on the task at hand. You know, I've got an attention to detail, like a quick 60-minute training program that is on the, it's on the website. If you search paralegal attention to detail, I'm sure it'll come up. Um, But that's a good one. And that's a quick, I think it's, I don't know if it's $129 or $97 or something, but it's 60 minutes on how to get more attention to detail. And part of the problem with our attention to detail is lack of focus. And so I focus a lot on focus in that. So you might want to check that out. Um, if you're not already in the litigation bootcamp, because inside the litigation bootcamp, that attention to detail is inside there. So if you have any questions, Nicole, just email me first to make sure you don't already have access to the attention to detail. All right, and Haley's question. In my new job, I'm handling contracts such as leases as well as probate matters like partition division, which are areas I am unfamiliar with. During my interview, I was truthful about my experience in personal injury, but I have not been assigned any related tasks. I'm struggling to keep everything organized and feel overwhelmed. Can you suggest any tips to help me manage my workload better? I feel as though I am suffocating worse than ever before. Yeah, Haley, so go do that, do that time audit and ask yourself, what am I spending all of my time on? Now, I think the question about you not getting the personal injury work that you thought you were going to be getting, 
You didn't really put that in as a question, but I would add in addition to the time audit, you know, we had an episode is it was Kim Barrett I was interviewing and she was the one who kind of coined the phrase that I've been using a lot because she said, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. So first do a time audit to get a better handle on your time management to help with your workload a little bit and then figure out, okay, how can I ask for more personal injury work if that's what you want to be doing? Now, on the flip side of that, I would say it's not a bad thing to be learning probate and estate planning because that is a really um, good area for paralegals to be in, in terms of employment. So unless you just dislike the work that you're doing and you really prefer the personal injury, I would say you've got experience in personal injury and now you're getting experience in probate. So it's really just making you more well-rounded. Unless, of course, you just don't like the work. So yeah, I would suggest all three of you start with a time audit. One other thing I would add here, because it sounds like all of you are fairly new to the profession, something that I see with new paralegals is that it takes you longer to get a project done, which is natural. That's why a new paralegal's bill rate is usually a lot lower than a senior paralegal's bill rate the firm understands that it's going to take the new paralegal longer to complete things. So first, know that as you gain more experience and you add skills to your skill set, it's going to naturally start taking less time for you to complete a lot of the work that you're doing that you're feeling a little overwhelmed with now. I tell you that so that you have something to look forward to. It will get easier, I promise. Also, though, I see sometimes it takes you longer because maybe you get part of the way into a project and you realize, oh shoot, I'm doing this wrong or I should have done it this way and you redo your work. That's natural. If I had a dollar for every time I was halfway into something and realized, oh, there's a much better way to get this done, I should have done it that way. There was no one showing me like, oh, here's a better way to get that done faster. And that's probably the case with you too. All of that comes with experience, so cut yourself a little bit of slack. One other suggestion I would add here is, and this is just for general time management, grab yourselves a couple of books, actually more than a couple. I'd find at least three books that you can read, get it on Audible maybe, listen on your way into work, or when you're walking the dog in the morning. There are so many options out there, depending on what your particular issue is with time management and what you want to accomplish. I can't really recommend a specific book because a book that I might find helpful on time management as a business owner is going to be different than what you might find helpful as a paralegal. For example, one of the books that I read a few years ago that really helped me was a book called Get Things Done. I think it's the GTD method. I can't remember the name of the author. He's a famous author. Anyways, I read that book and it's got a lot of great things on it on getting things organized and stuff. But I do remember as I was reading it thinking this would have never worked for me as a paralegal. Like the concepts in it just would take too long and, you know, you wouldn't be getting things done. So that's why I'm saying what will work for you might be different than what will work for me. Just make sure that you read the reviews and you read what the summary is about. 
um, maybe look up the author a little bit, see if they've been interviewed on a podcast or something where you can get a better idea of what the book is, the, the theory and the concept. Because that's one thing I'll tell you that I notice on a lot of the entrepreneur and business podcasts that I listen to, when somebody writes a book, they're going to be interviewed on podcasts or on YouTube because they're promoting the book. So you can usually get a little bit better idea what it's about. Now, all that being said about how our work is different, you know, now that I am a business owner and I'm what I do is I create courses, right? I create online courses for paralegals. I don't work as a paralegal with a bill law requirement anymore. But one thing that I do that I just want to throw out to you and see if it's something that you might want to consider, um, you might walk away and say, well, that won't work for me, Anne, because I can't ignore emails from the client or the attorney. I agree. But one of the things that I do is I batch my work. And it when I batch my work, and especially if I stick with it all week long, I have a very productive work week. So what does that mean? Well, let's say the podcast. I produce three to four podcast episodes every month, as you know, <laughs> if you're listening. So pretty much every week, unless the Monday falls on a holiday weekend, because we found most people aren't listening to work-related podcasts on holidays. And to be honest, it gives me a little bit of a break every once in a while, so I only have to come up with three episodes that month. So except for the past few few episodes because I was sick, what I do is I try to batch my work and I'll say one day per month, I'm going to do all the research and come up with the topics and outline the episodes. In other words, do all the background work. Then another day, I'll block off three to four hours to record those three to four episodes. Now, as you know, most episodes are only around 15 to 20 minutes unless it's an interview, but I block off that entire amount of time because sometimes I need a break in between. I know better than to think that I'm going to sit at this microphone and record nonstop for three straight hours. So what happens the rest of the day after recording? Then I'm handling the emails coming in from people who have questions about a course that they're taking or they want to talk about enrolling their group of paralegals, you know, questions from the bookkeeper, and updates to courses, things like that. The reason I suggest blocking or batching your work is because you're more efficient. I know I am when I'm not task switching. Here's what it might look like for you. Let's say you've got five client files that you need to order medical records on, and you've got three that you need to draft the demand letter and so instead of drafting the medical records requests on two of them and then responding to some emails that have come in and then drafting one of the demands and switching back over to some other project, why not block out one whole hour, shut off your notifications, and do all five medical records requests at the same time? Then take a break, answer your emails and voicemails that came in during that hour, then block out two hours to draft all three of those demand letters. I think you'll find that it'll take you less time because your mind is focused on that one particular type of task. Now, is that going to work in every situation? No, it may not even work for you, but I just wanted to throw it out there that that's what I do. And maybe it's something that you can 
customize and turn into your own. But regardless of that, do a time audit one solid week and write every single thing down that you do and how much time you spent doing it. Now, if you have a billable hour quota and you're already entering your billable time into the system, you don't have to write down your billable time. Obviously, you can just go back and look at each day. But we all know there are big gaps in there. So you got to write down all those admin tasks that are non-billable things that you're doing. All right, so that's it for this episode. Like I said, I'm going to be skipping the next two, and I will see you the Monday after Labor Day weekend. And we'll be heading into September already. Well, we're almost there now. So hopefully we'll be a little bit cooler by the next time we get together again on this podcast. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.